Ooze Out Music proudly presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name, as always, and forever will be Phil Boyer. And from across the Viking Sea, where the ships once sailed and may sail again, we'll have to see my brother from another mother, Mr. Viking extraordinaire, Mike Spenson. Mike, what the hell is going on over there in the what? land of Jesus raping Lord. and pillaging? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, man. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I mean, those intros. I mean, you could, like, have each and every episode, like, cut that that first <laughs> intro part and 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 make it like a, a bonus thing those are <laughs> epic right now <laughs> i'm oh, doing good actually i'm awesome. doing good it, it is <laughs> it's 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 so much fun right now <laughs> i love music don't you love music you know the world would be a shittiest place ever if it didn't have music in it yeah because the other day I I was talking to my son who is who is like he's he's turning fifteen in a in a month or so, and we were talking about of course we're talking about Kiss, and he said, "Hey Dad, what is it with Kiss that that you like so much?" Uh, and I know he's a big Marvel fan, and 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 I said, "Well, it's like." It's like superheroes on 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 like uh, acid or something like that, and it's it's. I mean, to have like, like I was like twelve years old when I bought my first Kiss album. I was sort of like ten years old when I first heard them, and to be able to today sit with my son. In front of the stereo and and put it on Kiss Alive and we're enjoying that album together, and you know, oh wait, wait, here's the bombs, here's the bombs, Dad, here's the bombs. Are you ready? <laughs> it's, I mean, that's music, right there. Mm-hmm. Passing it on through generations, looking at the cover art, flipping up that gatefold. Looking at all the pictures, uh, flipping out the backside is it's the arena, it's Cobo Hall in Detroit with all the people and the front row and with the kiss sign and so forth. It's I mean it's magic. So yeah, music, music. You can't live can't live without it. Yes, I, I I love the analogy of superheroes on acid, which is the you name see? of my new cover band, by the way. We dress up as Batman and we do old Iron Butterfly covers. We only know one song, though. We only do Inagata De Vita, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, my you thought that God. was that original version was long. We, we do a 13-hour version. You see? <laughs> and, and, and in a thong or something like that? No? In a, uh, just, just a Batman mask and a thong? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, nobody needs to see that. Oh, the images right now. <laughs> oh, the it's images. Burning. Oh it's my burning, God. Man. No, all right. <laughs> oh Jesus. Jesus. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I think we got sidetracked once more. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, that on. never happens on this show. Never. No, no, no. <laughs> We're perfectly planned out. We do everything oh. by the book. Well, speaking oh, of music, an actual real yeah. music, not 
Batman mm-hmm. thong music, but um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we're going to talk about what I believe, and I think I speak for you as well, is the best era for music, and that is the 1980s. Oh, yeah. We have hit the 1980s. Oh, yeah. We've hit the mother load right here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, that could be just nostalgia talking because that, that's where we grew up. But, yeah, I mean, if you really take a look at all the great music and all the different genres back in the 80s, you know, you had the bands like Depeche Mode, Eurythmics, Erasure, U2, and to the stuff that we talk about on this show, Metallica, GNR, Maiden, Priest, all that stuff, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it, it doesn't get any better than that. And then no, you, 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 you get into the, some of the subgenres of the rock world, right? You got thrash. We, we learned about thrash in the eighties. We had the wonderful hair metal that went through massive amounts of hairspray. We had progressive metal, rap metal, rap metal was a thing in Rap the 80s metal. if you can believe mm-hmm. it and you know honestly there's a bunch of subgenres and, and those that would take like an entire episode to go through and that would be boring and we're not going to do that but no. but we have to start mm-hmm. off with a lot of how we started off the 70s this band they know how to enter a decade we talked about sabbath like bringing their signature doom inventing heavy metal in 1970 but in 1980 they kicked off that decade by saying, Ozzy, you're gone. Later. Mm-hmm. We don't watch you anymore. And they brought in this this little dude called Ronnie James Dio to sing for him. Oh, man. And, uh, N- you know, <laughs> what, what do you talking. say about that? I mean, it's just it's insane that these guys that a decade later, they start all over again with a new singer. I I. Actually, had uh, a debate on on uh, on uh, Instagram. Uh, I think it was uh, like a year ago or something like that. I think the question was like, which part of Sabbath do you like the best? And they're holding up like, I think it was Paranoid or something like that, and Heaven and Hell. Uh, and that I mean, how how do you choose? You don't. So I answered, which actually got a lot of positive positive um responses on uh, i said it's uh th- there's no way that i can choose but for me it's like two different bands one is black sabbath and the other one is heaven and hell and i'm fortunate to have seen both live so and so I'm not going to choose between that Sabbath or that Sabbath because it's it's like there are so many different things going on there. So I'm thinking if we go with with naming the stuff that that they did on on the reunion they they weren't using the name Black Sabbath they used Heaven and Hell but everybody knew that was it was Sabbath and mm-hmm. nobody cared. So that's having a cake and eating it for me. It's it's like, uh, but to quote Tony Iommi, I I heard an interview not so long ago, uh, and he said, "Well, uh, first off, uh, Ozzy was like too fucked up to to even do <laughs> do another album, so 
we, we were at uh, a crossroads. And bringing in Ronnie, hearing his voice in the studio, that made me think that, damn, I can do really different things on my guitar with this dude singing. Because mm -hmm. he sang in a melody, Tony said, uh, uh, apart from Ozzy, who, who is more like nasal and, and monotone and... and, mm -hmm. and sings with like with the guitar i mean ronnie sings like on top of the guitar with wailing and stuff and and there is mm -hmm. music going on in his voice compare i mean simultaneously to, to tony riffing it out so it's i mean those albums with 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 dio man i mean his voice are you shitting me well let, let, let me throw this whole debate on which era of Sabbath is better and, and ask this question. Whose voice went better with Black Sabbath sound? So not necessarily what album was better or who's got a better mm. voice, because that's obviously Dio, but which voice went better with the Sabbath sound? You know, because if you look at Van Halen, for instance, like Van Halen, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, is David Lee Roth. Sammy Hagar might have been a better singer than David Lee Roth, but mm. it's always David Lee Roth's voice is Van Halen. It goes, you know, yeah. anybody else is just no longer Van Halen. So mm. going back to Sabbath, whose voice yeah. when, when went better with Sabbath? Like if they could have gotten I Dio <clears throat> back in, in the early days, would that have been... Mm -hmm better would they have even kicked even more ass or was ozzy that I, I actually with? don't know i think i'm i'm uh applying the thing, same thing that you did with the the van halen thing i it's ozzy's sabbath and and i mean the stuff that they created with those first two albums i mean it's it's pure magic <laughs> i mean i i don't know but i actually think that it wouldn't have been the same to start out off with Dio because there was something it's an undertone of dark and and tuned down guitars and Ozzy's voice on on top of that that is so magic and so pure and so fucking evil <laughs> so they, it's it's scaring the bejesus out of everybody back yeah. back then, and still today when I listen to NIB in in my headphones oh. and that rain comes on and it's all like, <gasps> oh, I'm I'm 12 years old again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so crazy. It, I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I have to go with Ozzy. Got to go with Ozzy. So his sound. voice yeah, went I, better with Sabbath than yeah, Dio's did. I think okay. so. All right. I think so. Okay. I, you know, if we're being honest. Yes. After they fired Ozzy, Black mm -hmm. Sabbath just had a bunch of guest vocalists in the band. If we're, we're really, really being true. I mean, they really mm -hmm. went through the vocalists after 1980. Yeah. And then they yeah. went back to Ozzy, and then they went back to Dio, and mm. and that's what I mean. What mean when I say that I I like to have the cake and eat it at the same time in 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 this sense mm -hmm. because it's like two different bands. 
The one is Black Sabbath with D with uh, sorry with with Ozzy, and the other one is Heaven and Hell with with Dio. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I I freaking love those albums. I mean, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Are you shitting me? Those songs on there. Uh, it oh, they're just yeah, they're awesome. I've been listening to Heaven and Hell they quite are. a bit lately, and oh yeah. god, it's just oh. It's just amazing. It's just, it's crazy. And, you know, we, we've talked about how ACDC switched up singers and, you know, Sabbath, they really getting Dio in after Ozzy was the a great choice because yeah. that's what got me yeah. thinking about this question of, of whose voice goes better with, with Sabbath because Dio's voice is just so loud and booming and powerful and, yeah. and all that. Right. And you just, that just I feel went so well with the Sabbath sound, and and yeah, I, like I you so said too. though, like Tony Iommi, they pl he played differently on those two records. It was it, they were very different albums than what came out before, but yet mm -hmm. the same, very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. It is, it is good stuff. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, so. We're in the 80s. We've talked about the 80s a lot on the show because basically, again, it's the best era of music. So you can't help yeah, but talk about the 80s. Yeah, and we grew up in, in, in the 80s. So, right. so it's, 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 of course, we're going to talk man. about that. So we're going to, we're going to, you know, we could go down memory lane once again with our favorites, but we feel like we've done that in the first season. If you haven't listened to the first season, we've kind of done that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a different approach with these next two shows. We're going to do two shows on the eighties this week and next week. And, uh, so we're going to do some things a little different to keep it fresh. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I found was really interesting about the eighties and really cool things that the seventies kind of had it too. We talked about it, but, um, was the amount of different crossover music that the eighties had that, you could be a fan of multiple genres, whether you wanted to admit it or not. You could like Depeche Mode while also liking uh, Skid Row or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. We won't talk about mm -hmm. Skid Row, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, if you look at, like, one of the, the biggest, I think, influences in the 80s music <clears throat> was punk, right? You had You had punk and rock sort of come together for bands like Twisted Sister, who's got roots in the the punk world, right? They didn't come out mm -hmm. with twisted sister. Wasn't all what you hear on stay hungry and, and which everybody knows and loves um, that they had like a, a punk glam sort of thing going on back in the seventies. And if, if you think about Danzig, the band Danzig, that was really, we also talked about this. That was, has deep, deep roots in the punk world with Glenn Danzig, of course, being in the misfits and, Mm -hmm. and his band Sam Hain. So uh, they they brought that unique sound with that experience to, to and brought music that um, was very different. Like Twisted Sister and Danzig are very different, but they still have roots kind of in the same er era, which is sort of, or genre rather, that, that is sort of interesting to me. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I know that like the first... Um... 
first show they did uh, uh, early on, Twisted Sister, they were like uh, unsigned and they were more heavy. They they were more like into it and 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 turning up shit. Uh, like you said, very different from the stay hungry. We're not going to take it. And, and I want to rock stuff. So it's, I can, I can see where you're going with this. It, it was more like punk rock mm-hmm. and they were, for, they were from New York. So, so they grew up with, with like uh, the likes of, of, of Ramones and, and, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great way to to go about it. So, and, and and if you think about Twisted Sister, right? Talk about crossover. I mean, th- there's not a lot of crossover with with Danzig, but you know, there was a lot of people that weren't into hard rock and metal. That I mean, we're not going to take it. Or I want to rock comes on the radio and they're cranking that shit up and and, and yeah. blasting it. And again, I think that was really cool about the the 80s that we had that. Even bands like Suicidal Tennessees, right? Suicidal, they oh, yeah. had that fucking mm-hmm. heavy punk influence i mean i would think yeah like in my opinion suicidal is sort of like 60 percent punk 40 percent hard rock mm. i agree you know it's a great band they they have like um a, a melodic tone to them which punk doesn't always have which i thought that was interesting how they blended the two yeah. together and it's just yeah yeah, especially on stage and, it's great. and the lyrics. It's just yeah, oh, so man. much punk I've attitude. Seen, They're just ready to yeah. kick your ass and yeah, not bother. I've with seen them live, hands. so so and and they kicked my ass. So it's it's, <laughs> it's I mean I I shit you not. I I I've listened to the songs on 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 record and 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 go and see that band live. They tear shit up. Mm-hmm. I mean it's crazy. It's fucking mayhem, it, and it's it's so great. It's a great band. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Paul Diano mm-hmm. from yeah, Iron Maiden. Course. You know, he's got roots mm-hmm. in punk. And, and if you listen to yeah, those first yeah. two Maiden records, they're yeah. very different from the ones once Bruce entered the band, right? They're yeah, very oh, punky. Yeah. They have a little more attitude than the stuff with Bruce does. Oh, And again, yeah. you know, it's interesting because we were talking about Sabbath being two bands with with Dio and, and Ozzy. Yeah. I feel like Maiden is almost that same way. Like once Bruce entered the band, it was a completely different band. Yeah. They started singing about different kinds of stuff. And, and it's interesting because, you know, the, the main constant was, um, Steve Harris, right? He's like, yeah, does a lot of the songwriting or, you know, he's sort of the, the headmaster of the band, if you will. But it, Mm. it, it, it did change once Bruce entered the band. Yeah, but th- there's a different, really different thing there. Uh, I think that when Bruce got in the band, there was it was more like sustainable because uh, I mean all all the problems. I'm sorry to say that Paul Diano had, so it, it was like the only way to go. Uh, talking about Black Sabbath, they did a lot of records. Uh, with Ozzy, mm-hmm. I mean, they made in only did two with Diano before he got like too fucked up to sing. So and and then they uh, rebuilt their career and and uh, made a, a big impact of mm-hmm. the metal world. Uh, I Sabbath were already there and 
going, they went up on a hill and then they went down with Technical Ecstasy and, and, and those kinds of albums. And then Dio picked them up again. And mm. it went from there up and down. It uh, was a roller coaster with, with Maiden and, and Bruce. Say what you will about Bruce Dickinson, but it, it like it skyrocketed from right. from like the number of the beast and, and so forth. In in some ways, the music got better mm-hmm. with once Bruce entered the band. Even though I, I say that with the first two records being my favorite Maiden records of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I it, the the music did get better. Like the guitars were different. It was more melodic. It was more uh, intricate. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so it, it's interesting how the band sort of changed along with once yeah. Bruce entered the band and, and stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you got Paul coming in here with his punk ideas, and they're very oh, yeah. much you know you you hear those early stories about the original you know. Eddie the the head that they'd have above the the drummer and it would spit blood. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's punk right there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and if if you see him perform in those early like like uh, shows that you can see on YouTube and so forth, I mean he's got a punk attitude when when he moves about the stage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a take no prisoners attitude like with. with all the like the punk singers back in the day so he is definitely uh from the punk background yeah so that's pretty cool to see mm-hmm. all right so let's switch gears now major gears oh yeah oh so I, I i know i bet way back in the day you're a kid mm-hmm. you're a teenager you're hanging out mm-hmm. in downtown malmo at the square yeah mm-hmm. and you throw out your piece of cardboard you crank up your boom box and you start breakdancing. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, hello. What? <laughs> hello. Is this on? What's going on here? Breakdancing. Breakdancing. The, the, the big craze. You know, of course you had, yeah. you had that early rap <laughs> back in the day, right? You know, you've got, uh, all these collaborations too. You had Run DMC and Aerosmith for Walk This Way. Mm-hmm. In 1986, were you a fan of that? Were you a fan of that that crossover rap rock uh, stuff? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I am now. Uh, I think I was a bit like hesitant about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the early stuff um, from afar with, with the New York thing that that started in in like with Ice T and so forth. That uh, and I, I did like Run DMC, some of the songs, but the mix, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I liked it back then. I think it's a classic song right now that, yeah, or, or, or a classic mix that, that they did walk this way with Run DMC. So, but I'm, I'm not sure that, that I liked it from the get go. You know, and so, kind of reminds me, I, I didn't have it on my list here, but there's also the Beastie Boys. They were that. Oh like yeah. Oh, rock. Yeah. And I think that was a band that again that a lot of people liked, you know, like my wife who is into the Depeche modes and the U2s and erasures and all mm-hmm. that. She was a big uh 
Beastie Boys fan. They, yeah. they, they brought that sort of rap punk rock thing together. They, they took like, Hey, we're just going to do everything. Let's just put everything in mm-hmm. a bucket and, you know, like, yeah. you know, sleep till Brooklyn. That's both rappy oh, and heavy. I love that song. That's yeah. a great song. And oh, uh, fight is. for your right oh, to party. It's just sleep. so anthem. Stuff, oh, right? fight for your right. Yeah. Oh man. That's, you know, that's... I mean, they, they, they put out some, some good stuff, but you mentioned iced tea a minute ago. Yeah. And we got to talk about mm-hmm. iced tea because there's a song and if you've not heard it, do not listen to it with kids around. Um, that girl tried to kill me oh. and you listen to that song and I feel like that song was the catalyst that began him forming body count. Oh, because if you listen to his guitarist, Ernie C, nobody knows who the fuck this guy is. And I think he's a very underrated guitarist because he's, he's awesome. And if you listen, this is on a rap album, but it's, it's basically a rock rap song. It's not unlike the concept of the beastie boys where they had that rap rock mix sounds completely different but it's you know it's iced tea rapping over a metal song is basically what it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and Um, and and that's not body count no this is iced tea this is in the i don't remember what year it is because i'm not very well versed in that but i want to say it was like 86 87 88 somewhere right right around there okay Mm -hmm. uh late 80s i would say um and I, that's like one of my favorite Ice T songs. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's very dirty. It's a very dirty song, but oh, um, <laughs> but yeah. But and and you look at Ernie T. He just you know such a great guitarist, and then he forms Body Count. And if you look at what Body Count's released over the last couple of years, talking about that that rap rock mix, yeah, he's actually redone some of his old rap songs and metalized them, <laughs> and oh. released them on the last record. Cool. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of body count. I think they, you know, I yeah. don't like every song, but I think they put out some good stuff. Their, their Slayer cover they was got, pretty cool. Yeah. They got a couple of two. They did. So, 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 so yeah. yeah. I actually saw them live a couple of years ago at Sweden rock festival. And they were, uh, that was a treat right there. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Holy shit. There, there is another band that tear up shit. Oh man. Yeah. That's that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. So we, we should get Ice T on. Ice T would be a fun oh, guy to interview, yeah. man. Yeah. Because he seems like a gen. Like y- you get like there's no fake with him, man. Like no, I follow no, him no, on no, Twitter, no. and he's just oh, like me too. he doesn't cut. Like there's no bullshit with this guy. He just no. <laughs> he is who he is. If you don't like it, hey, go fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that. He would be a fun guy to have oh. on. We should see oh, about yeah. getting him on. Ice T, if oh, you're listening, yeah. come on the show. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it, right God now. damn it, do it now. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> there was this little band called 24-7 Spies. Not many people heard oh, of yeah. it. Yeah, you know you mm-hmm. know those guys? Yeah, yeah I'm seeing fan? them live. Uh, not so much, no. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't but care. But they, they got a couple of songs. I, I mean, it, it was like, uh, I wasn't prepared. I think this was like early 90s. Uh, they were opening uh one of those monsters of rock. I think it, it was okay. in, in in somewhere, and they came on, and and you're waiting for like I don't know Queen's Rise, Metallica, or ACDC or something like that, and then you got like this bunch coming out, <laughs> and you're thinking, what the fuck? Uh, but I listened to uh their albums and. 
being for for me being a fan of something, uh, I have to dive right in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I do like them, but I'm not a fan because fan for me is buying all the albums uh, and, gotcha. and looking through. Uh, yeah, that's gotcha. me buying okay. the t-shirts, buying everything. That's a fan for me. That's so. a fan. But uh, yeah. But I'm a bit fucked up, you know that. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I, I liked them when they first came out. But going back, uh, you know, putting this show together, listening to them, I'm like, yeah, yeah I kind of not so much anymore. Not no, so much. No, no. But we do have to talk about Anthrax. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. thrash meets rap. I'm the man. Yeah, I'm come the man. on. I'm Here the we man, go. The man, I'm <laughs> a rap song Jeez. done by a thrash band. And then, yes. and then that wasn't enough for them. Then they go and they release Attack of the Killer Bees, mm-hmm. which is basically a lot of rap stuff on there too. That the whole, mm-hmm. they redid I'm the Man. I think mm-hmm. that was in the 90s though. It was 91, I think that came out. But yeah, I think so too. D- didn't they like do a collaboration with uh, Flavor Flav from Public Enemy? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. I can see, yeah, on, see on them that together record. with. Yeah, okay, with yeah. this big clock going, boing! Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the- yeah. I think that was on Attack of the Killer Bees. They did a couple songs oh, with, okay. with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was pretty not cool. so much. Not, yeah, you, yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're not? Mm-hmm. No? Nah, not? I don't know. I don't know. See, I think I'm the Man know. is fun, man. I know, uh, that's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was okay. going to do karaoke somewhere, I think I'd do I'm the Man. Hmm. I would like to see that though. <laughs> Karaoke thing that is. Wait a Batman mask and a thong. <laughs> you see? <laughs> My God. Oh fuck. I, I, I would end up in jail in this town doing that. Again. What? Is, welcome no, to the Sons on Vinyl Show. My name is Phil Boyer and I'm doing this from jail from prison because I got arrested. <laughs> Oh man! Me, me and the Batman Thong Band were. <laughs> oh yeah, Batman Thong Band. There we go. That's a great band name right there. Yeah, Batman, Batman Thong, Thong band. band. Yes, we do journey yeah. covers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh fuck! Where the hell are we on this show? Yeah, uh, I'd like to see that. But okay, here. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about ECDC, the Cult. Right, those are some bands that, again, in the eighties, everybody loved those bands. That that they're like those bands crossed border. They ignored the borders between genres. They're like, I, screw tell, this. Yeah, we're doing this, and everybody's just like, oh, like who the fuck doesn't like ACDC? Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. But I want to start with the cult because because I I uh, there's a thing there right there. <laughs> I, I, I it's it's I don't know I don't know what to say. I heard like uh, little devil and wildflowers uh, and and so forth uh, uh, first, and I think it was like love removal machine and sanctuary and those mm-hmm. songs. I. I couldn't really, cause, cause we were a bunch of people listening to a lot of music. Uh, we're, we're sitting in, in, uh, um, in different friends' houses and, and bringing music into the mix and playing cards and, and, and spinning vinyl records and so forth. But when Sonic Temple came out, 
that was like a fucking game changer for me. <laughs> I, 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 I swear to you, I could not stop listening to that album. I think that was like, I don't know. It, it was, it's on a different level. I, I don't know what it is that, that, that album speaks to me so enormously and means so much to me. I remember still to this day going out to my fine uh, 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 my my favorite record store in Malmo. It, it was called Record Heaven, and buying this album and seeing Bill Duffy with with his it, with with that like image on 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 the cover art and and listen to that. I mean, it's oh man. I mean, that's something else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't even on my radar, and my wife turned me onto the cult. And oh, uh, she's like, "Here, she gave me this cassette tape. Here's Electric, the Electric record, which mm-hmm. had Love Removal Machine and and all that on it, right?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, this is pretty good. I wasn't quite into it at first, but I listened to it a few times. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is really good. I like this. It's it's different. It's it's cool. I dig it." And then I wa- went and out and bought their first, their very first record. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to say that was love, but it's called dream time. And mm-hmm. the reason people say love is because nobody wants to acknowledge that dream time exists because it, it's, it's like that first David Bowie record. You're listening to it and you go, what the fuck is this? It's not the cult. I don't know what it is. It's this. I mean, I still think I have the CD for it. It's, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I don't like this band. Maybe these, these guys do kind of suck. And they got lucky yeah. with the one record. And then I mm-hmm. got love. And again, okay, that was completely different than dream time. Mm-hmm. Um, more similar to electric. And I'm like, okay, this is still good. I, I dig it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. she sells sanctuary. I think was on, that was on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. That was a good song. And then, like you said, Sonic Temple and, you know, you just keep moving yeah. on oh, you yeah. know, as we go along. And, and they're, mm-hmm. they're the one, one of the few bands that actually stayed constant through the years after they yeah. got that Dreamtime record out of their oh, yeah. blood, you know, mm-hmm. system. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, big fan of the cult. Whenever I hear, you know, uh, cults coming out with a new record, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 And I, I got a chance to see them in in their heyday in, in the eighties. And and that's I mean, holy shit. That was like <laughs> something else. Yeah. Ian Asbury when he had his long black big ass hair and <laughs> and it's oh fuck me. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Oh yeah. Good mm-hmm. stuff. But then yep. on the other side, you've got bands like mm-hmm. U2 and NXS. Mm-hmm. You a fan of either of those two? Or uh, I shouldn't say fan. Are you? Do you uh, like those bands? Do you own any yeah, of their records? Yeah, I actually do. I like U2. Uh, I think that I got the, the, the uh, what's it called, under the, the live album. Oh. Under the Red Sky, something like that. I yeah, don't know. My with, wife with, would know uh, that. Sun- yeah, Sunday Bloody Sunday and Oh, and, Sunday Bloody and Sunday. Those, yeah, and those songs. I really digged. I I played that one quite a lot. I think I actually saw them. I I think it was like Live Aid. 
uh, back in 85 oh, okay. that I first discovered uh, U2. And I thought that, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I, since I'm a history buff, I had to to go and seek out w- what he meant. And he said, this is... Uh, this song is not a rebel song. This is Sunday, Bloody Sunday. And what Sunday and Bloody Sunday meant was it was like those two political sides of, of, of Ireland coming together and, and, and the police and so forth. And it was like a massacre. Mm-hmm. And it, it was um, that's some really heavy shit. But, yeah. but I like you too. I think Joshua Tree is, is a, a great album. Um and um and whatnot. In excess, I don't I I like them. Uh I don't know much about them. I think that uh Michael Hutchins, he was a great frontman. Sort of like Jim, Jim Morrison. There was uh Jim Morrison thingy with him, <laughs> I think. So uh but uh, two cool bands. I mean the music history right there. Yeah. I could, I could never stand in excess. All my friends, that was the one crossover band that they liked. And I just, I mm-hmm. can't stand them. And my wife is a big fan of in excess and mm-hmm. you know, I just, I can't, I don't know some about them. They just grate on my nerve and I just can't, freaking, yeah. I can't take it. But, but yeah, you two big fan of the old stuff. You two actually, they pulled the a fucking Metallica, man. And it's, yeah. it's interesting <laughs> yeah, that Metallica did. and you two yeah. are like the top two grossing bands and you know yeah. the 90s roll around and we'll talk about the 90s uh yeah they rolled around and they changed their song and they went so poppy more so than metallica did but yeah i'm waiting for metallica yeah. and you two to go on tour i wonder if that will ever happen <laughs> of course only playing the black album oh god for for you <laughs> the black album yes <laughs> now I'm I'm wondering though because my wife hates Metallica. She fucking hates Metallica. But oh, for huge, real? huge, huge U2 fan. So I'm wondering if they oh. did tour, if she would go, if she had to sit through Metallica. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, 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 did I mention the Metallica experience that my wife and I had? When, no. when she thought that the Metallica was nothing else matters and enter Sandman. And we went to Copenhagen to see a show, and they played for like two hours. And they only played like the most part were songs from Kill 'Em All, Ride and Ride Lightning, and, and Monster. And she was in pain, and she didn't tell me. She t- she told me like a couple of years ago. Oh, that's oh, awesome! I, I, I've oh, seen funny. Metallica, and it, it was so painful. What? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. They, they were playing so fast and it was so loud and it was so obnoxious music. And I thought everything was like Enter Sandman and, and <laughs> Sabbath True and, and, and nothing else matters. <laughs> and they go out and play Seek and Destroy and, and Creeping Death <laughs> and so forth. And oh, oh, man. That's epic. That's epic. Yeah, it is. And she didn't <laughs> tell me. I mean, it took like almost ten years before before she acknowledged that that she she hated it. That oh. was so much fun. Oh, oh man. shit! That, yeah. yeah, you see, that, that, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
Uh, so, and then we've got bands that we listen to that we grew up oh, with yeah. that sort of mm-hmm. got, had that crossover. You got bands like Def Leppard. Now, especially mm-hmm. with Pour Some Sugar On Me, that was like the, the song that got everybody liking Def Leppard. Oh, but yeah. even before that with Pyromania, there was like Rock of Ages. There's a lot of people that really like Rock mm-hmm. of Ages and Photograph and mm-hmm. Photograph. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, see. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't play music on this fucking show, so we I can have sing, to sing. It, but we can, we can sing, sing it. it. Yes. sing it. Fucking wearing our Batman masks and thongs. We're gonna sing <laughs> and song. thongs and then that's gonna be next season, it. guys. So make sure you sign up for the video because it's gonna be worth every penny. Oh man! Oh, the images is burning my eyes. God damn it! Billy uh, the thong with a Batman mask. Damn. Batman thongs with special guest post. Batman thongs. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, uh, we got scorpions. Yeah, you know the, the mm-hmm. we talked about the scorpions them. and how their song is or their music has changed over the years, and you know mm-hmm. you got blackout that record. Windows and, change. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that was in the nineties oh. though, wasn't it? That was oh, 90 oh, it was ninety. Yeah. Yeah, 1990. Savage Isn't amusement. So seven. So was that 89? That might have been 89. I don't remember. I remember I like know. getting so excited about that record and then getting it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I want my money back." Yeah, I didn't like and that. Then record. you found out they're they're from Germany. Damn, what? Oh, I know. Oh, we we got to talk no. about this, man. What is with the Swedes and their hatred for German bands? Oh, I don't know. We is there do, like a, a war? Is there like a Viking thing going on there? Like something? I don't know. War? Like it, what? It, I, it goes what back. Is it like, good for? Yeah. There you go. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do we hate? now? we don't hate German bands. I like Warlock. Oh, With Warlock. Doro. Yeah. Well, of course you like Doro. Uh, we are. Of course oh, you yeah, like Doro. We are, we. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. Warlock You're so was great. sinister. Doro, like, okay. We could talk about Warlock, and, and they, they were big in the 80s. Uh, oh, they are versus yeah. uh, Doro solo stuff after Warlock. She left Warlock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's, which is better, Doro solo or Warlock? Uh, Warlock. Ooh, okay. I think, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm a big fan of her solo mm-hmm. stuff. Too. Okay, cool. I think it's good stuff. But yeah, well, yeah. of course, there's except. I mean, for German mm-hmm. oh, bands, yeah. you know, they were a big balls to the wall, the wall man. man. Yeah, great band, love except. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, me too. What else we got on this list? Van Halen. Oh yeah, you like Van Halen? In my experience, somebody that might be a little older could shed a different view on this. But I feel like once 1984 came out, mm-hmm. Jump really like everybody. Love that. Growing up in Chicago, that record came out and the Cubs started using that, playing that during the games. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that just everybody is now a Van Halen fan. And then you've got Mm -hmm. like I'll Wait and Panama. And I feel like that record was very different than everything that came before it. We've We've talked about 1984 before, but I feel like Mm -hmm. that was the, the crossover record that really put Van Halen as a household name. Oh, yeah. I discovered uh, Van Halen because of that album. So, so okay. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I backtracked, of course. So. Yeah. Well, you have to backtrack. Being a fan. Being a, being fan, a fan. Yes. I had to buy all the albums, of course. Yes. So, now I, I was listening to Van Halen for a while before that. I had a friend that was a huge Van Halen fan, and he turned me on to stuff, uh, the, the earlier records before 84 came out. Okay. So, that was. Mm -hmm. So when 84 came out, I wasn't quite sure about it, but, but yeah, great record though. Still. I mean, I love that. Oh record. yeah. It's me we, too. We, we play that, that record a lot, a lot, but the eighties, what do you say about the eighties that we haven't already said before, man? I mean, it, oh, it's man. a magical fucking oh, time for sure. It was, I mean, that was like, that started the whole concert going thing for me i mean i got to see i got to see motley crew i got to see acdc i got to see metallica europe swedish europe final countdown tour i got to see maiden wasp and and so forth i mean it was like i mean starting at like at 12 years old going to see kiss for the first time i mean it's it was like epic all all of the stuff that you only see seen on 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 TV you got to see live mm -hmm. and growing up i mean to be able to 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 go to the venue by yourself being being that age that that mm -hmm. your parents let you go at i mean the freedom and meeting all the other metalheads and and <laughs> and yeah. talking about the same stuff i re i remember going to to Copenhagen uh, in in late eighties, uh, going to see Kiss, and I, I, me and a me and a buddy of mine, jumping up on on, on the bus and and riding with people from all over the world. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, oh man, that's some yeah. great stuff. Yeah, and we got stories. We'll we'll be telling all those stories next week. Yeah, stories, yes, war course. stories, stories. Yes, stuff we stories. have not shared on the show before. Very yes. interesting things. What happened? Yeah. at that concert. Yes. The thing that we don't talk about. No, so, man, we're going to have some me. fun next week. We're going to talk about some. Now, we, we've done a lot of top fives, top tens. Oh, yeah. But we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about oh, some yeah. must haves that may not necessarily mm. belong in a top five list, mm -hmm. but definitely mm -hmm. belong in your collection. So we're going to mm -hmm. do that. Okay. And Could uh, we that's... tell people to go fuck themselves if they don't buy this album? I mean, the most. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Why not? Okay. Yeah. We can do whatever we want, right? Oh, yeah. Nobody knows who we are because we're wearing our Batman masks. So nobody knows who we are. So we're good. <laughs> in a thong. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> they can't identify us. So we're good. Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, but yes. So we're going to close out the 1980s. And before we get to the day the music died and get into the 90s. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 90s and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So that's that's what's in store for next week. So, oh yeah, uh, bring your Batman mask and your thong and join us next week for that because that'll be a lot of fun. And yes, with that, still images any... burning my eyes though with the thong thing. But, hey, but you know I'm what? Here. Yeah, mm -hmm. hey. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get you an eye patch. We're, yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> uh, lots to drink and lots to drink. So yes, forth. we'll have oh, to bring man. an extra bottle of whiskey. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. And with that, I guess it's time to say goodbye. Any final oh, yeah. words before we, we go finish the bottle yeah. and spin some records? Uh, 
yeah, follow us on 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 Facebook uh, no. and uh, <laughs> on uh, Instagram. <laughs> no, because you don't like Facebook, but other people do. Don't know. I have to be like you. You like Dave Mustaine, and and you and you hate Facebook and so forth. But but hey, you you're know. a good person, anyways. Sometimes, so, but sometimes, yeah. But we're on Facebook and and um, and of course on Instagram, and it's at Sounds on Vinyl. And well, oh, and we got a web web page. If if you don't uh, use any of, of the other like streaming services, you can listen to the show on mm-hmm. SoundsOnVinyl.com. Yeah, but you can so, listen anywhere and, and everywhere. If if you oh, got yeah. a favorite podcast player, I guarantee it's we're on it's it. There. So go mm-hmm. go check it out. So if you're somehow listening to this not on your favorite podcast player, mm-hmm. go change it because you can make it happen. Yes, we're there right now. Mm-hmm. Just go search for cool. sounds on vinyl and look for the 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 Batman mask and and you're there. Yes, and the thong and thong. We're gonna have to come up with shirts, man, for that. Or not? Or not? Or not? Let us know if you want a, a Batman. Let us know. Sounds on vinyl, yeah. official Batman thong t-shirt. Yes. Official tour shirt. Yes. We'll make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> All right. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. Until All right. next week. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs> this has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Bill Boyer. But it doesn't have to end. Join the Sounds on Vinyl community at soundsonvinyl.com forward slash community for exclusive content music documentaries, chats, and more. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozhound Music in cooperation with Boozhound Entertainment. Thanks for listening and all your motherfucking support.